Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey there, you're listening to Marriage Therapy Radio with Zach Riddle and Laura Heck. Um, If it's not obvious, uh, I record these intros after we record the episode and before it airs. Um, And since we recorded the episode, a couple things have happened. One is um, our new video with Vanity Fair focusing on Ross and Rachel from Friends dropped. Um, If you're coming over to the podcast from YouTube, um, thank you. Thanks for joining us. I hope that you'll enjoy our conversation. Uh, Another thing that happened, it didn't really happen, but something that I've been thinking about a lot is um, one of my favorite literary characters of all time is Ender Wigan, who is the protagonist of a novel called Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. Um, And Ender is this little kid who is a military genius and gets tapped on the shoulder and recruited into the sort of intergalactic army to save the earth from space invaders. But he has two unique gifts, um, and one is uh, strategy. He's um, brilliant at strategy, and it's called Ender's Game because Ender finds a way constantly to change strategy uh, within the context of the game that he's playing in order to win, win in a new way. And his other gift is empathy, um, and he has this amazing capacity to climb up inside the mind of another, um, even and maybe even often his enemy, And I've been thinking about him a lot because he is kind of the uh, hero of this podcast because we're talking today about how to use strategy and empathy to, uh, you know, sometimes go it alone with your partner when your partner's presenting something that is problematic or that seems troubling, um, maybe even presents as your enemy. How do you use an empathetic strategy to to counter that? So uh, it's a cool conversation. Stick around. I was just commenting how handsome your shirt is. Thanks. It's a large. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is important because it's not an extra large. Now, does yeah. that, okay. So does, does that mean that your larges actually fit now? Uh, they're better. They're closer. Yeah. Closer. This one is a little tight, but I'd have been in my office all day by myself. So I just yeah. have this like top quarter thing uh-huh. going on here. I, I always wear like little shorts when I'm working because I get hot in my office. And um, yeah. so people can only see me from like my rib cage up and I can wear whatever I want. Yeah, right on. Yeah. I noticed that you were enjoying a lovely beverage. <laughs> yeah, I just finished. You must be. I just finished my client's, done with clients. client day. Yeah. So yeah. beers in the afternoon. That's that's my celebrating that's my style. This is this is how it all started, how it all began, was uh, just two people enjoying one another's company over a couple of delightful IPAs, uh, chatting about what we were seeing in our practice. Yeah, right on. Yeah, which I wish you were there. I wish you were there last night. I have a, where? I have a couple. You wish I was where last night? Um, I wish you were with my couples last night. I have a couple. I've mentioned them on, on the podcast before, and, I, and then I told them, hey, Keep your ears out because I mentioned you on the podcast. They have my permission. Um, all right. They gave me permission. You see this right here? But I said, what am I looking at? Your finger? Yeah. 
I can't look at it. It's gnarly. Hold on. Hey, for those of you who have never seen what Zach looks like, I want you to go to the interwebs and just type oh, yeah. in yeah, yeah. <laughs> Google, type in mallet finger, yeah. and you are about to see a famous hand. I'm the mallet finger guy. That's Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do people like stop you in grocery stores and say like, totally. oh, you like, must be the mallet finger guy. Can I have your autograph? That, speaking of that, um, apparently by the time this podcast come out, so will our friends video for Vanity Fair. And the reason Ooh. I thought of that is because Joey, Joey was a hand model. Yes, he was. Remember that? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like a hand model. I'm the mallet you finger are. model. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Yeah. I mean, there's two ways to go about seeing Zach. You can see his handsome face if you go to Vanity Fair. And what do you have to search if you're on Vanity Fair? I don't know. Uh, Van- just type Vanity Fair friends. Zach Brittle, Laura Heck, friends. Yeah, yeah. maybe you'll find. Oh, you'll find what if a, there was a video episode. about us being friends? It would be a short video. <laughs> Oh it would Lord. be a, a lot of starting and stopping and then redos. I need a vacation. Um, you know yeah. what I'm going to do after this? Come visit me in Bend? No. I'm going to go what? get a pedicure. I'm going to go get a pedicure. Good. I have a yeah. photograph of the two of us getting pedicures together. I, um, I'm i due. By the way, here's one of the things that I like. And we got a comment on iTunes about this. Is that... Um, no, it was a positive comment. Oh, I was scrolling. Yeah, one of them. One of the few. <laughs> Um, I was scrolling and I found that a lot of the other marriage podcasts out there or relationship based podcasts are all done by husband and wife teams. Oh yeah. And we are not husband and wife teams, which is, I think what, what makes us, I know <laughs> wouldn't work. Not very well at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think that that is kind of fun that we are genuinely just good buddies, um, sometimes more good buddies than other times, and just enjoy just hanging out with you guys, our podcast listeners, chit-chatting. Cool. Yeah. And earlier this week, you threatened yeah. the, the end of our friendship. Because you threatened to not be on time. And you know that that is like a, a pet peeve of mine. And then what you happened? Were, you were pushing, you were early and yeah. I was, I <laughs> clearly our friendship means a lot to you. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me get back to this. I, okay. I said to these clients, I said, Hey, I've been working with you for a while. So I'm just going to test run something. I have like this theory, this idea, and I start to explain it to them and their eyes start to glaze over. And I was like, ah, I haven't quite got it figured out. And I just wanted to like test run it with you. Maybe you can give me some pointers because what I'm always trying to do is come up with just like good metaphors or good imagery to help um, illustrate a point uh, in a way where people are going to remember it. And there's nobody better on this planet than you for using words to, I'm really buttering you up here. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of wanted to explain where I'm going with it. Wait, 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 wait. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. That means a lot to me. That's what we call positive reinforcement. Yeah. I said something positive and then you're now reinforcing it because you want me to do it more. Yes. I will do that. Yeah. I promise. I promise. Okay. So help me figure out a way to create some sort of metaphor. But what this is all about is I find that if I'm working with individuals, which is very rare, I don't want to really see you as an individual. The only time I see individuals is if I have a couple and for whatever reason, either the couple breaks up, which does happen by the way, and it's very purposeful. Um, 
and one person just wants to continue on with me. Sometimes, <clears throat> like I started with a couple and the woman was like, I don't like couples therapy. I just genuinely don't like it. And he's like, well, I really like it. So I'm going to keep seeing Laura and she's going to work on me in the relationship. And that's actually quite helpful because I know their situation. Hmm. So when I'm working with an individual, all we have control over is the person that's sitting right in front of me. And that's usually, it's hard because if somebody comes to me, so here's the situation. My partner comes to me with anger, with frustration, with irritability, they're blaming, they're critical. What do I do? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where I'm, what I'm working with. And so if you are someone that's listening to the podcast and you're like, yes, that sounds like my partner, irritable, angry, blaming, critical. Um, what do you do with that? How can you affect a more positive outcome rather than getting looped into and reactive in that mm. situation. And so what I was imagining was imagine that your partner has this like metaphorical bullet and they shoot this bullet, but instead of the bullet coming at you at full speed, the bullet suddenly hits this like middle zone where in the movies, it just like kind of like slows down. It has like this little Morphe. Like situation. in the matrix. Like in the Matrix, right? So yeah. like the bullet slows down between partner A and partner B, and you're able to look at the bullet in the moment clearly and able to react in real time, but it allows you enough time, like a buffer, to make a solid decision. And I'm imagining that that buffer that is created between partner A and partner B is created with empathy and understanding. Hmm. Yeah. Okay? So... What I like to think about it is, okay, so partner B, you're about to get hit with a critical bullet and okay. you have a choice. You can either get hit and get defensive, like put yep. your shields up, or you can allow some opportunity to get slow. It slows the bullet slows way down with empathy, slows way down with understanding. And where we get that is I like to ask the question of like, if this isn't about me, what is it about my partner? Why is it? What, I, what do I know about my partner that might have them being critical? What is it about my partner yeah. that might be creating this type of anxiety or anxious energy? What do I know about my partner? If it's not about me and it's about them, then what is it that I know about them that might be creating this pain? That's kind of what I imagine this bullet being is their pain that they're okay. just trying to project onto me. Um, Can I have a turn? I want you to. Yes, I would love that. I'm like, <laughs> please, please, Zach, talk. <laughs> Um, no, like, uh, here's how I, here's how I teach this like, very same thing. Okay. And it's, um, it's a skill that I think is really, really hard to develop, but it, it, it it's really powerful and it's not a, quite a metaphor, but to me, it's about what if you imagine that every single thing that your partner said to you was your partner talking about your partner mm -hmm. and not your partner talking about you. Right. Your partner so if, talking about themselves. Right. So a partner comes in and says, hey, you big, dumb jerk. <laughs> like you could be like, I'm not a big, dumb jerk. You're a big, dumb jerk. Like you, right. you can't call me. A big, or you could say, hmm, hmm, I wonder what's going on here. Like, yep. there's lots of options, right? They could be drunk. They could be sleepwalking. They could be hallucinating. They could be angry. Kind of drastic. Yeah. I mean, well, you kind of have to entertain the ridiculous in order to make room for the, the probable. Right. Because. Right. You know, you might be inclined to be like, I'm not a big, dumb jerk. You're a big, dumb jerk. You're, you're a piece of shit or whatever. 
But yeah. maybe what they're saying is I'm a, I'm a scared little boy in a grown up costume and I don't know how to express that right now. And yeah. maybe what they need is a hug or some perspective or a glass of water or to mm-hmm. be woken up, you know, cause again, there's, if, if you can create space for my partner is talking about my partner right, and not me, yeah, then you can slow the thing down. Right. Because uh-huh. the reality is that when we respond out of defensiveness, it's, it's actually a pretty immature response. Yeah. Um, it's all about you. Yeah. It's and I just like to think partner. about like, I like to think about like the, the ability to put a pause between an impulse and an action, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm having this impulse, which is to defend myself or to, or to counterattack or to yeah. run away. Yeah. Let me pause long enough to decide whether or not I need to put an action in there. Like, yeah, that's, it's not, again, it's not exactly a metaphor, but I think this, it, it's the skill of thinking, what if my partner was talking about my partner yeah. and my partner wasn't talking about me? Because again, the only thing you can influence or control is the way that you respond to exactly any of that stuff. And I think it yeah. gives you more power. Honestly, I think it gives you more power to like, to, to embrace that pause and to feed it, fuel it, you know? Absolutely. Like it, rather than feeling powerless that you just are getting kind of jerked around, right? Like your partner has all these big emotions and maybe they're just sending criticism your way. They're sending all of this negativity your way. And you just feel like, well, here we go again. I'm just getting about ready to get swept up into this tornado, but it gives you power to be able to step back and say, actually, I don't have to get swept up. I have a moment. I have this buffer that I, that I've created because I have been developing empathy for my partner. So I want to talk about how do you develop that empathy, that understanding And the way that I think about it is understanding your partner's enduring vulnerabilities, understanding all of the soft places inside of them that they often don't show to other people. And in fact, it's probably those enduring vulnerabilities that they become reactive about. Like when that gets triggered within them, then that's when they become more reactive. That's where the pain shows up. And that's when they start firing those, those pain bullets your way. So if we get curious and start understanding, like in this moment, if it's not about me and it's about my partner, then what is it? What's the story that my partner's probably telling themselves right now? Mm -hmm. They might be telling themselves that they are not enough, or they might be telling themselves they're too much. They might be telling themselves that they're failing, that they're a failure. Yeah. They may be responding to their, their parent. They may be responding to the bully they had in the third grade or the, the, the abuser they had as a child, like, um, and, and, and you're just getting the, you're getting that energy. Um, I think that's a piece of very mature work in terms of like both exposing and then learning about your enduring, during vulnerabilities. Um, so that's, that's often a challenge for couples, particularly if they don't have like the emotional intelligence to, Mm. to really go there. But, um, Mm -hmm. but that's why all of us therapists are perfectly put together and our entire stories are <laughs> completely understood and validated. He and says <laughs> as he cracks his second beer. <laughs> I did not. I did not do that. No, no, no. I, but I will before the end of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, so, hey, 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 what? Do you know why the tomato was embarrassed? Why? Because he saw the salad dressing. <laughs> Where do you get these? I'm really quite honest. I like want to know. It's my secret. It's like it's like the my best kept secret. Really? Yeah. Hey, I have a question. I'm not telling Somebody... you. I'm not telling you. It's it's in the vault. 
If somebody donated to our, what is it called? <coughs> Patreon. Our Patreon page. If somebody yeah. donated to Patreon, um, mm. let's say $100, <laughs> would you tell them what is in your vault for dad dad jokes? A hundred percent. I would not. <laughs> It's fine, Jason. We can't pay you as our producer, but the dad jokes are secret. They are locked up. It is sacred. Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, do you have anything that you've been kind of getting lit up or excited about in therapy? I, I still don't know if I've nailed this sort of metaphor, by the way, but I'm glad I had a chance to just kind of talk it through. Well, here's the part two. Like, there's another part that I think when it, for me, it goes back to power, right? And so, I think subtly and without knowing it, we, we don't realize how much power we have over the interactions we have with our partner. And I mean it in this way. And, and you and I have talked about this before. It's, it's in the area of attribution, right? So when your partner does something that is positive, you have an option to attribute that to something. You could attribute it to circumstance mm. or you could attribute it to their character. When they do something negative, you also have that same choice. I can attribute this to their character right. or circumstance. So I'll play out a scenario for you. Yeah. Let's imagine, um, let's imagine that you and I have a meeting time scheduled and, <laughs> that, Go on. I, <laughs> and that I am late for the meeting time. Um, oh, weird. Then that's a negative behavior. You mm -hmm. get to decide whether to a go, Hey man, everything. Okay. Did you, did you, um, Sleep, sleep in? No, Did like, you, is there... <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I get it. I get it. You're asking, like, attribute it to, like, are, hey, is everything fine? Yeah, like, Did yeah. you have to have car trouble? Like, totally. Wait, was it something yeah. external? Right. And if you say that, I'm going right. to go, no, 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 it's my fault. I overslept. Uh, my bad. I couldn't get my internet to work. If you say, um, hey, asshole, or WTF. hey. WTF. No, hold no on. I, would, hey, I would probably say something like that. I like this one. Ready? Hey. You big dumb jerk. Why are you always late? <laughs> then I'm going to go, well, screw you because I had a car trouble. Like I had a flat tire that I had to change. And totally. so you have power to influence my response to that negative behavior. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, mm -hmm. um, there's this other side. And this is the example I always use. If I bring you or if I bring Rebecca a gift home from work. Yeah. And she says, what, did you just get that from a client? Want to get out of your car? I'm like, no, I actually stopped at the store to pick right. up this thing for you because I love you. And I remember you yeah. told me you, you love porcelain unicorns. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that is a thing. But if I if if my client brought me this porcelain unicorn and then I took it home and like got it out of my car and just gave it to Rebecca and she was like, oh, my God, you remembered how much I loved unicorns. Did you stop <laughs> and get this for me? Then again. My response is going to be like, Ugh, no, I did. I, sorry. And I got this from a client. It's my bad. Yeah. My point is when we attribute negative behavior to circumstance and positive behavior to character. Yeah. We create an opportunity for connection regardless of the motivation. Even mm -hmm. if I totally was like, screw this. I don't really care about Laura. I don't, it's not her time is not important to me. And yeah. you, and you lean into compassion or empathy for me and maybe my car, uh -huh. mm -hmm. it's going to soften me. Mm -hmm. But if I had a flat tire and you then yell at me, I'm going to get, I'm going to get angry real quick. 
you know. So what do you suggest if somebody is stuck in this attribution, this this negative attribution error where they are automatically assuming the worst? I mean, I hear this from clients all the time. It happens to be a major goal in a lot of my therapy when couples identify goals, it's they want to give it, be given the benefit of the doubt, which is a lot of what you're talking about, right? Like, I want for you to think positively as opposed to negatively about me. But what do you do if you're stuck in this negative place where you're just assuming the negative? Honestly, you got to practice. You got to just okay. practice. You got to be like, okay, I remember this podcast I heard from Zach and Laura and this idea uh-huh. that I'm looking at this negative behavior and I get a choice right now. But here's the, but here's the reality. It's not a humiliating choice. It's an empowering choice. Mm-hmm. I can completely change my partner's energy based on a decision I make in my brain. Yeah. Which that's, that's, that's baller right there. Can I tell you something that just happened right before the podcast? So I'm doing laundry. Yes. Um, I got, I got home from camping. So I took Holden camping and then that was because dad was off and he was traveling for business. So first he went to a bachelor party from the bachelor party. He then went to, uh, like the East coast for business. So he had to fly and we were both gone and I'm doing the laundry for both of us. And then I come across a shirt that does not belong to me. And it's one of those moments where I imagine this playing out very differently, depending on whose household this is occurring in. Luckily it was just like a basic size, medium, v-neck red t-shirt that looked like it had been worn a lot so it wasn't anything like sexy it wasn't like sexy underwear or anything like that or like size extra small lululemon pants which probably would have frustrated me but (laughs) they make those sizes for children i'm just gonna say um so i i look at it and i take a picture and i said i just washed your girlfriend's t-shirt you can let her know that she can come pick it up whenever she wants and I'm and then I'm like I go and I sit down I'm giggling to myself because I know he's going to get this in his office he's going to read it and he's going to get a good giggle out of it um and then I sit down and I start thinking now where did that t-shirt really come from because I just (laughs) messing with my husband yeah and then and then finally I realize because I'm going through my head going I was not around any children, like anybody like in a size medium or whatever. And then finally I went, oh yeah, I did spend four days with my little sisters who are both mediums. <laughs> so they claimed it. I'd send them the same picture and I said, does this belong to one of you? Otherwise I need to have a long conversation with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and was it, was it like from Lululemon? No, it was no. forever 21, which was even oh, better. Lord. Cause I'm yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> well, she's 22. So she, apparently she's so gonna she, be forever 21. So she didn't get the memo. She didn't get the memo. You can't shop there anymore. Like I said, it was a t-shirt that's been worn apparently for over a year. So right on. Um, I think that that's kind of my giggle. Um, thought I'd share that with you. Thanks. I have nothing else to say. Thanks. No, but you did it exactly <laughs> right. Like you had a negative experience. Yeah. And you chose to make a circumstantial attribution um, yeah. rather than a characterological attribution. And I, yeah, he probably giggled and thought it was delightful, you know, versus I'm not even joking. The first thing that popped into my head was I know that men wear women's clothing from time to time. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not my husband, but he was with a bunch of guys for a bachelor party. And I honestly thought, I wonder if this is just one of their t-shirts. Cause it's, I mean, it's a medium and like, I wonder if one of these guys was wearing like, a, that was where my brain went. That is how yeah. much grace I had to extend to my husband was yeah. assuming that a man he was golfing with was wearing this t-shirt. <laughs> well, and, 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 
And to my point, and because I know you and I know your relationship, that's a result of practice. That's you having practiced for a long time, you know, just making the appropriate attribution to, in response to an, an, an ambiguous situation. Ooh, I like this. I mean, I think we came full circle. What I was talking about with creating this buffer, slowing down the bullet before you react was making the the correct attribution that it's not about me. This pain, this pain bullet that is coming from my partner, it's not about me. It's about my partner. And then you made a point about, man, here we go. This is like a blog post. I can feel it. <laughs> we've, we've really pulled it together Okay. Uh, about positive attribution. It's, it's external. It's not a characterological attribution. It's not, yeah, negative. Okay. Well, thanks for allowing me to talk this through. I really appreciate yeah, it. No worries. No worries. How's your beer? Cold? No, gone? It's gross. It's gone. I, I'm All right. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, what? Why did Humpty Dumpty have a great fall? Hold on. I think you already said this one. Wait. Why? Because of his terrible summer. (laughs) I don't get it. He had a great fall because he had a terrible summer. Oh, (laughs) it took me a while. (laughs) By the way, I'm having I'm having a great summer, like never. Me too. Better. Yeah. Yeah, except for your mallet finger. Sorry about that. Actually, mallet oh, finger isn't listeners. my current malady. Mallet finger is two years old. This one is a different knuckle, but I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, again, if you would like to see Zach's hand and his wedding band, you just Google mallet finger, hit on images, and he is the very first image to come up. That is, is my buddy, Zach's hand. <laughs> I am the mallet finger guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, see land. you later. See you later, friend. Friends. <laughs> no, what is it? No, what do we do? Hold on. What do we do? We did this. We said, Let's, this is, th- th- we're in Vanity Fair and this is, and this is friends. Oh, yeah. And then what did you do? I don't know what I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they play that. Okay. Now oh, say the gosh. thing about the airplane. Let's land it. Okay. Let's land this plane. All right. Later. Okay. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. And I wanted to get you thinking now. We are a little less than a month away from having our next Epic Wives Experiment. You've heard me talk about this before. We are going to be launching the next Epic Wives Experiment starting September 14th. So if you're interested in checking it out and registering, do so now. Go to laurasexperiment.com, L-A-U-R-A-S experiment.com. Thanks so much for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.